Man, I don't even know how to follow that worship. What was that? Wow. I got to tell you, it, throughout it all, I kept uh, just going back to the notes and erasing parts. I said, okay, they covered that. Okay, they covered that. Then Jason came on and just wiped out my whole message. So I'm just going to come up and pray, and we'll um, dismiss. Amen? Get out of here. Don't be clapping. Get out of here. But I did cut a lot. I want to go right to it. Amen? You ready? You ready? Let's get excited about the word. I, I, I cut the fluff. I went right to it. Here it is. Here's the quote. A religion that gives nothing and costs nothing and suffers nothing is worth nothing. Amen? Y'all ready? This is James. You ready? Listen, last week it was, it was such a blessing. And, and, and here's what really caught me last week. We, we did a special service just to honor the moms. And, and we just picked a, a handful of moms from, from women that were moms' moms to teen moms. And, and we just picked a handful and just kind of honored them and blessed them. And what touched me was, I said, you know what? This would not work in too many places. I said, but here in, in a family environment, it worked. And we were able to, to bless some and yet all leave blessed. Isn't that awesome? So, so, so listen, man, the word is working. And, and that's kind of the encouragement that I got from last week. The word is working. See, when you work the Word, the Word works. you, you got to get that about the Bible. When you work the Word, the Word works. It, it just works. Alright, so the book of James, man, the, the, the series is titled True Colors. And it's because right in James 1-2 it says, you know that under pressure, anybody been under pressure lately? Just three of us, Amen. The rest of you are going to get under pressure. So get this now. It could happen today. The word says under pressure, your faith life is forced out into the open and it shows its true colors. So welcome this morning. I want to share a quick word with you titled religious but not right. Religious but not right. Open your Bibles to the book of James. And let me, I, got a, I came up with a really great idea for some of you. When I start to bore you, just read ahead. Instead of like being obnoxious and being a distraction to other people, instead of turning and talking to somebody, instead of, 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 of starting to text somebody, instead of being an annoyance or a hindrance to someone else, Stay still, say, God, I'm bored with this guy, so I'm going to read ahead. Because that way, when I get to whatever you've already read, instead of coming off like a jerk, you can come over and say, that's right, I know that's right, Pastor. And, and then you come across like somebody that actually knows the Word. Amen? Isn't that a great idea? Or, or, here's the scary part. If I start to share something that's not in there, you could grab the kids, pack up your bags, get up and get the heck out. And you should. Amen? The sad thing is that in so many churches, we can get up here and share. I can talk Desparates from the book of Desparates. 
and you wouldn't know. And as long as it had a hint of truth, as long as it sounded a little bit good, as long as I put a little truth in there, you'd believe it. You'd put it on a t-shirt and wear it. Amen? Side note. All right, let's get busy. So, religious, but not right. See, we've talked about James chapter 1, faith under pressure, about listening and doing, about acting on what you hear. And then Pastor G started chapter 2 last week on Mother's Day, but I wanted to go back to the very last two sentences in chapter 1 and deal with a little something-something that's in there. So James chapter 1, right at the end. See, after James talks about learning from the things that we go through and, and staying under some of the things that we're going through that are heavy and staying there until we come out stronger on the other side and until we get patience and perseverance built up, right? Then he gets into, don't just listen to the words, act on them. Don't just listen, go, hear, and act. And he's telling us the word of God is alive and active, but for too long the church of God has been dead and passive. No amens? Isn't it true? Listen, if you've been sitting in this church more than six months and you haven't signed up to do something, you are dead and passive. Okay? If you could keep hearing every Sunday how we, we don't have enough teachers. For, if you keep hearing every Sunday how we have to cancel a, a, a children's class because there's not enough teachers. If you keep hearing how you know these people are putting this fundraiser together and these people are doing this and these people are doing this. And, and you just, you've been here too long. And you're not doing anything. And what happens when you don't do anything is that you start to get bored. And then you start to, to, to project that, well, the church is boring. Well, the Word is boring. The Bible's boring. God is boring. Being a Christian is boring. Why is it boring, though? Because you're not doing anything. Whenever you don't do anything, you're going to be bored. Amen? Where's my ADD people up in here? Yes. Yes. We're taking victory over ADHD up in here. Using it for God's glory. So, all right, James is echoing Jesus when, when Jesus told him the Sermon on the Mount, be doers of the Word. And then he closes his last section of this paragraph right there at the end. I want you to see this. James says, if anyone thinks his religious, if anyone thinks he is religious and doesn't bridle his tongue, he deceives his heart, that person's religion is worthless. Man, is that a hard-hitting... Is that like a two-by-four to your throat? Your religion is worthless. How'd you like somebody else, like outside of here, to tell you that? Like you come in with your Christian t-shirt, you're all happy, you got your Jesus mints in your mouth, and your, and your Jesus is Lord hat, right? And you're all, you know, corny coming in, coming in, right? And somebody said, listen, man, your religion is worthless. And now imagine it being God telling you, your religion is worthless. Well, James is saying, if anyone thinks he's religious and, and he doesn't bridle his tongue, he deceives his heart and his religion is worthless. Now, understand, the word religious in the New Testament comes, you know, in the Greek form, it's usually meant as a bad thing. Up until now, the Old Testament, when they talk about religious, is kind of a good thing. It means that somebody is, is devoted to God. It means that somebody is living a different life. In the New Testament, usually whenever they talk about religious, they're talking about a bad thing. 
So James and much of the New Testament is saying this way. You can be religious and not be right with God. Man, come on. This, this is going to be revelation on some of you. Watch this. You can be religious and not right. How? Your walk with God is useless if it does not translate into the way you live and the way you treat others. How many of you have been hurt by people who claim to walk with God? See, you can be religious and not right. How many of you have seen example after example of people that say they're Christians but are totally inconsistent? See, you can be religious and not right. How about people that judge and condemn but never truly forgive anybody? You can be religious and not right. What, what happened to Luke 6.36? Be merciful. Even as your father is merciful, judge not and you won't be judged. Condemn not and you won't be condemned. Forgive and you will be forgiven. See, you can be religious and not right. How about people that are always tearing down and never building anybody up? I, y'all don't know none of them, right? How about 1 Thessalonians 5.11? Therefore, encourage one another and build each other up. See, you can be religious and not right. How about people that are always talking about the power of God, but don't display the love of God? How about 1 Corinthians 13? If I can do everything else, but have no love, I got nothing. I mean, first, I just did a wedding Saturday, so 1 Corinthians 13 is all all up in me. (laughs) A wedding where, by the way, Alice and Yolanda did the robot. I'm just saying, I'm just putting that out there. It was the highlight of my day. But listen, people are always talking about the love of God, you know, talking about the power of God, the miracles, the manifestations, but, but they don't have the love of God. They don't display the love of God. First Corinthians says, if you could speak to a mountain jump and it jumped, and if, and if you could heal the sick, if you could walk on water, if you could, but you got no love, you got nothing. That, that's Bible. How about Ephesians 4.32? It says, be kind to one another. Be tenderhearted. Be forgiving to one another as God forgave you. How about James 2.13? It says, mercy triumphs over judgment. Oh, come on. We're getting a Bible study up in here. Amen? See, James says, if anyone thinks he's religious, but he hasn't learned how to control his tongue, his religion is worthless. In short, religion is worthless when it doesn't do anything. See, when religion is all about show, when you care more about seeming holy than being holy, that's a worthless religion. You, 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 you see them, they, they're in the front worshiping. They, they put the holy face, make sure everybody's looking at them with the holy face. If somebody's taking pictures, they turn to the camera. If, if pastor's looking, then they get on their knees. You care more about seeming holy than being holy. Worthless. Worthless. 
When you, when you use your, your tongue to tear down others in order that you can seem more righteous. Anybody ever heard people like that? Your religion's worthless. It's worthless. It stinks to God. It's better that you had none. When you, when you, when you, when your religion can't even stop you from speaking against the faults of others to try to lessen the wisdom and righteousness of somebody else so that you can seem wiser. You ever, you ever, you ever I don't know, I don't know if it happens here, but, but you know, you, you, you leave, you leave after church and somebody says, well, you know, when Pastor was talking about, um, you know, Luke, really, that was totally out of context. You know, really what, you know, what Luke was trying to say was that, you know, when you did this, this, I mean, you know, Pastor means well, but you know, I mean, you know. You're trying to knock somebody else down to make yourself seem more righteous? Worthless. <laughs> Worthless. <laughs> Worthless. Fam, listen, listen to me. If all we're doing is coming to church, that is a great start, and I'm so happy that you're here. <laughs> but it's going to take more than that. It's going to take more than that. Are, 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 you, are you listening to me? Listen, a religion that gives nothing and costs nothing and suffers nothing is worth nothing. Some of us act like we're doing so much just by coming to church. You, you got some of those sitting next to you somewhere? Just by getting here, oh, I got to get up early. I got early, 11 o'clock, we, we start church. Church, Come on. The, the, the staff is here at 9.30, 10 o'clock praying and trying to get everything in order. But, you know, you strolled in at 11.30 like, oh, I had so much, you know, I had to get up so early. I had to, I had to give them breakfast. Yeah, so did we. <laughs> Come on, enough. Really? You know, you, you act like, like coming to church is so, you're doing so much. Listen, and then I know the look, too. It's those people that always give me that look. Listen, you're lucky I'm here. <coughs> Anybody know people like that? Not here, but from other places, maybe. Listen, you're lucky I'm here. I know I came in at 12, and I know I went to the store twice already after the, after the, the message started. I know, but you're lucky I'm here, because I could be someplace else. Right? And my offering could be someplace else, too. Listen, if that's how you really feel, you should have went someplace else. Church, I love you guys. I love this family. I love this church. But, but you don't come here for me. You don't come. You're not doing me any favors by showing up. You're not, you're not feeding my ego because, oh, the church is growing. No. I'd rather have a church that's moving and doing than, than, than filling a place of, of, of um, wide, uh, wide Christianity. Christianity that just sits and gets wider and wider and wider. Because the only time they get up is to, to leave, you know? Or to ignore the offering, you know, to... Church, you got to start thinking about somebody other than yourselves. I know this is a hard word, but it's James. It's not me. Right? I love you guys. I wouldn't be sharing this. This is James. Right? You gotta start thinking about somebody other than yourself. Listen, when you walk in with these attitudes and these unhealthy patterns, you're setting it up. You're setting people up around you to fail. 
Do, do we see that? See, sometimes we, we look in the mirror so much and we're so about us. And we're so, you know, if I worship too hard, my mascara will run. And, if, and, you know, we're so about us. But we say, listen, if I don't worship hard enough, the family that's with me, then they're never going to see that it's real to me. If, if all I'm worried about is not having a sweat stain under my shirt, then, then my, my daughter's never going to really think I believe this. Right? If all I'm concerned with, if I don't go hard enough, they're not going to believe me. They're not going to believe it's real. Why? Because it's probably not. Your religion is worthless. This is a hard thing for me to say, but listen, somebody's got to love you enough to tell you when your religion is worthless. And I love James for this. Listen to me. If this is you, your kids are going to be worse than you. Great encouraging word, right? Thanks, Pastor. Listen, I, honestly, I pray that they surpass you. I pray that your kids do greater things than you. But the reality is, without some miracle of God, they're going to be just like you. And, 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 the, and the truth is, it shouldn't take a miracle of God to accomplish what God has called you to do. The same contempt that we come to church with, your kids, they won't even tolerate church the second they can bounce their bounce. Why? Because the world around them believes their junk more than you believe yours. Callaito up in here. I love James for, for, for giving me the freedom to, to preach this, man. James 2, listen, Gary started it last week. He, he, he says like this, don't be fake. Don't be fake. Treat everybody one way. Treat them with love. Don't let it matter if they're rocking Payless or Prada. Treat everybody the same. God doesn't see that. Love them the same because God does. Look at, look at verse 12. It says, talk and act like a person expecting to be judged by the rule that sets us free. For if you refuse to act kindly, you can hardly expect to be treated kindly. Your mercy wins. Listen, listen. Kind mercy wins over harsh judgment every time. Mercy triumphs over judgment that should get you so much more excited than you're looking right now what does it mean all right you're asking a good question at least listen in the great and terrible day of the lord in the day of judgment justice god's justice according to his holiness god's justice is going to condemn each and every one of us god's law will condemn each and every one of us. According to His holiness, we all stand condemned. Listen to me. Even the sweetest, holiest, oil, anointing oil, dripping tongue, speaking choir, singing, six-hour praying, fasting grandma in the room, her stuff will stink before the holiness of God. So imagine us. But our faith, our, our religion, if you want to look at it that way, it'll determine if we're right with God or not. This is a hard word. You, you shouldn't have come today to hear this because you're going to be accountable to this from now on. And, and I'm sorry to do that to you, but, but 
It's time. You heard the, the worship? Awake. God repeated it a hundred times. Awake. It's time to awake. Look what it says in verse 14. Dear friends, do you... James goes in now. In chapter 2, he goes in hardcore. No friends, nothing. He ain't trying to win friends or do anything. Look, he's not trying to build the church this way. Verse 14. Dear friends, do you think that you'll get anywhere in this walk if you just learn all the right words but never do anything? He says, does merely talking about faith indicate that a person has it? Listen, 17. Isn't it obvious that God talk without God acts is outrageous nonsense? I love that. James is saying, listen, your belief should dictate your behavior. We're not here to modify your behavior. I'm not here to tell you, listen, a good Christian doesn't smoke, drink, curse. A good Christian doesn't. No, I'm saying your belief should dictate your behavior. I shouldn't have to tell you about the behavior. Let me tell you about the belief. Are you with me? Anybody awake? You guys all tuned out? He's saying, this guy's crazy. I'm not listening to another word. Your belief should dictate your behavior. Listen, you got to be doing something. Paul, Paul says it in Ephesians 2.8. He says, by grace, you've been saved through faith. So Paul teaches that we've been saved, that we're saved by grace through faith, right? And he says, this is not your own doing. It's the gift of God. It's not a result of works so that nobody can boast. Okay? So Paul says it's by faith that we're saved, that it's not through works. You, you get that? Now James says, faith by itself, if it doesn't have works, is dead. So is there a contradiction here in the word? I'm glad you asked. Because people have debated this, they've made doctrines on both sides of this, but I want you to get it today. Paul is right. Write that down. Paul is right. You can't earn salvation. Salvation is a gift of grace. The only way that we can accept it is by faith. We can't earn it. Those of you that are trying to earn salvation, stop it. You are not good enough. None of us. None of us. So stop. You can't earn it. You can't be good enough. Doesn't matter how much you pray. Doesn't matter how much you read. Doesn't matter how many Christian t-shirts you have. Doesn't matter how many bumper stickers you have on the car. You can't earn it. You're not going to impress God. Some of you think you put a little fish on the car and you impress God. Like, see, God. No. Because the guy next to you put a little fish on it with legs and it says Darwin. So who did he, who's he impressing? So you're doing the same thing he's doing. What's that? What, what did that do? You know, what is that? What do you earn with that? Nothing. You both wasted $4 on a little stupid sticker. <laughs> Nothing. Because it didn't change the way you walk. Because when somebody cuts you off, you still flip them the bird. <laughs> the same way the guy with the Darwin sticker flipped them the bird. You did it too. So what's the difference? That's a Christian car. Maybe your car will end up in heaven. <laughs> Maybe that's it. Maybe all Christian cars with bumper stickers will be in heaven. Bendito, heaven will be full of jalopies. That's horrible. I don't, want, I, don't, I don't receive that. 
So Paul is right. You, you can't earn it. You, you can't do enough works. You can't do enough rights to balance your wrongs. It's only through faith. But James is right too. James says if we really have faith, if we're really on this faith thing, then we're going to let it work. If we really have faith, listen to me church, if you are really saved, you're going to be doing something. This is going to like mess with some of your theology today. I hope it does. Because it's enough sitting down. Amen? If this faith is genuine, if your faith is real, it's going to want to do something. And, and God gave me this incredible illustration. I love this. Watch this. If I had an imaginary dog. How many had imaginary friends growing up? Some of you still do. I know, Dito. It's going to be alright. God's going to help you. If I had an imaginary dog, then I could pretend to bring it to church. Watch. Come here. Come here, Bobby. Come here, Bobby. Good dog. Good dog. Go, go. Go get at us. Go, go. Go, go, go. Go. Come on. Come on. Come, come back. Come. No, don't do that to her leg. That's nasty. Come on. Get off. Come in. Come in. I can play with it. I can, I can run around with it. I can, I can do everything with this imaginary dog, right? I can pretend to, to, to feed it. I can pretend, here, come over here, have some water. I can get on the floor and pretend that it's licking my face. Oh, stop it. Get down, get down, get down. Stay, stay, stay. Go in rows. Stay over there. Stay. But when I'm not pretending, the imaginary dog's not going to do anything. Oh, three people got it. Amen. When I'm not pretending anymore, it won't do anything. Because it's fake. Right? Because something that's fake is not going to do anything. But if I pretend, it'll do it. Come back. Come back. Come back. Up here. Up here. Good. Good boy. Good boy. Get down. As soon as I stop pretending, it's dead. It just, it's, it's dead. It doesn't do anything. It doesn't want to do anything on its own. Now listen, if I had a real dog, a real dog is going to want to come with me everywhere. Right? How many have dogs? You, you can't leave the house. He wants to leave with you. you. You come home. He wants to be around you. You, you sit down. And he wants to sit right on your lap. You, 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 every way, he wants to be with you. And what happens when you get your dog around other dogs? It gets excited. Oh, my God. It goes crazy, right? And why? Why? Because it's real. And when it gets around other things that are real, man, it's exciting. And it always wants to do something. It's going to want to be walked. And when it's not walked, it's going to leave a mess for you to clean up. A real mess. It's going to always want to do something. Even when I'm not paying attention to it, it's going to want to do all of those things. Family, our faith, when it's real, it'll jump on our chests. It'll bark and, 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 and come after us. It'll pull at our legs. It'll get excited every time it's around others. It'll protect us. It'll guard us. It'll watch over us. It'll, it'll lick on us. It'll be, it'll, it'll always be. Bottom line, it, 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 it's so real that it'll always want to be walked. Our faith is like a real dog. 
Church, I've been getting these emails this week. Thank you, Mama. Go get her. Go get her. I've been getting emails this week from, from new people that are in the church, people that are just, you know, coming to God for the first time, and it's, it's beautiful. They're asking me, what Bibles should I buy? What, what should I be reading? Where should I start? Who, and, and then they're asking me questions, man, the beautiful questions. One, one asked me this week, is it okay when I feel like God wants me to talk to somebody? Is it okay to talk to them? Is it okay to, to just ask them if I can pray for them? And they ask me, listen, I might not know a lot yet. I'm still learning. But is it okay? Is it okay? You know what's not okay? That we're all not doing this. That's what's not okay. See, faith by itself, if it doesn't have works, it's like an imaginary dog. And when you stop pretending, it won't do anything. So church, listen, you can be religious and not be right with God. And my prayer today is that you would be, come on worship team, you can come up. My prayer today is that we would be right with God. My prayer today is that not, listen, we're having a membership class coming up. I don't want more members. I want to grow the body of God. I want the body of Christ to grow. I don't want more members of the sanctuary so I can, so I can tell my pastor friends, well, I have, you know, this many members. So what? If, 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 if they're the kind of members that are not doing anything, that are not, that are, that are not tithing to, to expand the kingdom, that are not bringing, you know, living their life authentic so that every week they're coming with new people because people are watching them walk and, and they're saying, I want to be like you. I want to have what you have. Listen, if people haven't followed you to church in, in the last six months, there's a problem with the way you're living. No? I have people asking me at work questions. And nobody's followed me from there yet, but they're asking questions. People need to be asking questions about what you believe. Otherwise, maybe you're just pretending on Sundays. And maybe that's why you get so frustrated with this Christianity thing. Because you come and on Sunday you got to pretend. And there's nothing like more exhausting, besides preaching, than, than pretending. There's nothing more exhausting than pretending, than having to come to church. How you doing? I'm blessed in the Lord. I'm blessed and highly favored. Amen. Really? No, I feel like dog, you know. Yeah. But you got to fake it, right? And there's nothing more exhausting than faking it. And, oh, worship. Okay, Ethan's saying to come down. All right, fine. I got to come down and worship. Come on, raise your hands. Okay, I'll raise my hands. Come on, really feel it. The presence of God is here, really. I don't feel a thing. Come on, people are crying. The presence of God is knocking people out all over the place. I don't know. I don't feel nothing. Oh, I like it over here because the fan is blowing a little better. Maybe, maybe that's the presence of God that they're talking about. I don't know. So maybe the presence of God is just under this fan. Because I don't feel nothing. And, and the people around me are crying. Okay, so I'll cry. Because I can get emotional and I see people cry, I cry. 
And if the guy that's singing starts crying, that, that might mess me up and I'll, I'll cry. And so, fine, thank you for being emotional and thank you for, for, for you know, like being at least open to, to exposing because at least that'll let me feel emotional and at least maybe I could feel like I had a God moment. But, but really, I'm faking it. God, I need something real. I need it real. And so, church, if you're exhausted pretending... Can we agree today? Let's stop pretending. Say, God, if, 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 if it's you, that's the song, right? Then call my name again, God. If it's you, then, then show me that you want me. Show me that you love me. God, if it's you, I don't, listen, I'm not all about God. You got to raise the hair on my hands. You got to, but God, just let me feel your call today. And I believe, I believe, I believe with all my heart that some of you here today, you've been pretending for too long. But, but, but listen, let, let, me, let me justify that for a moment. You've been pretending for the right reasons. Some, somebody told you somewhere along the line, you got to fake it till you make it. And so you, you've been pretending for the right reasons, but I just want to relieve you today. You don't have to pretend anymore. You don't have to pretend that you're that you really want to close your eyes. You don't have to pretend that you really want to lift your hands. You don't have to pretend here. You don't have to try to fit in with us here. We love you and God loves you just the way you are. And if you're one of those that sits in the 19th row and and you don't raise your hands, but in your heart you're worshiping, praise God. You don't have to look like the lunatics that are up here. God's called you to be a different lunatic. Some of you, God wants to break you out of your shell. I'll, I'll, I'll say that. Sometimes, you know, you're just too cool for school and God wants to mess that up a little bit. So you realize that it's not about your mascara and your fancy clothes. But God wants a genuine encounter. And church, that's all we want. That's, that's everybody, that's, that's all we want. We want you to have a genuine encounter with God. Because when it's real, you won't have to pretend anymore. When it's real, you'll, you'll want to hear more. You'll, you'll finish James before I do. You'll, you'll be in three more books before I finish James. And you'll just be excited because it'll be connecting. You'll be connecting the dots in your head. And, and I'll, I'll be preaching on this book and you're already connecting it in Hebrews. And we in Ephesians and Galatians and you're saying oh I can't wait till he gets here because that's going to work with this then in your head man you're growing it's alive it's active and then all throughout the week everything that you're going through you're seeing the spirit of God in every little thing and that's why when you have a flat tire you can say thank God I got this flat tire because God you stopped me here for a reason because over there I probably would have been killed but you stopped me here to fix this flat to distract me and to keep me from getting caught over here God and so you start worshiping when you change your flat tires I know it sounds crazy don't pretend if you don't feel that way yet let it be real So come on, I challenge you to get real with God today. I challenge you to make it authentic. Do that, do that.